Matthew chapter 12. Uh, we're going to start reading verse 30. I'm going to try to be quick this morning. Uh, we can uh, maybe just spend 10 minutes looking at this. I'm going to give you several scriptures uh, to reference later if you want to write them down uh, that have to do with different things. We're going to be looking at uh, um, the Holy Spirit this morning and what He kind of means to us and, and our relationship to Him a little, just kind of briefly. I mean, it's kind of a thing that we could spend a lot of time on, but we're just going to look at it briefly in relation to this Scripture this morning. Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. He that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. I want to pause right here and think about this verse this morning. This is Jesus speaking and he says here, if you're not for me, or you're not with me, then you're against me. Those are some pretty, those are some pretty uh, serious lines in the sand that uh, Jesus would draw. And, uh, I mean, if we did that to our neighbors, uh, they wouldn't take it very good, right? If you're going to be like that, I'm going to draw the, draw the line right here. If you're on this side, you're with me. If you're on that side, you're with them. I mean, it, those are like fighting words. But Jesus said it this morning and he means it. He says, you're either for me or you're against me. And he goes on and he says, if, if, you're, if, you're, um, if you're not gathering, then you're scattering. I want you to think about that this morning. We could probably just look at this one verse this morning. But think about if, if, if those that are helping gather in for Jesus, those that are sharing Jesus with others, those that are praying for people, those that are letting their light shine through and letting Jesus impact others through them. Jesus says you're either doing that, you're either gathering or you're scattering. That's, that's some serious words again because that means that if we're not helping, that we're, we're in there causing trouble, dividing people apart, pushing families apart, causing drama, stirring the pot. Blowing up the Facebook or whatever it is, right? That we would be doing. That we, that, that's what scattering is, is pushing apart, spreading. And Jesus said it this morning. He said, if we're not, if we're not gathering, we're not helping, then we're scattering it apart. Lord, help us this morning to be, uh, to be gatherers. Let's keep reading here, verse 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Jesus says here, there's a lot of things that will be forgiven, uh, but those that would blaspheme against the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit would not be forgiven. Uh, verse 32. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man... It shall be forgiven him, but whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world nor in the world to come. Not here on this earth or not in the world to come. Verse 33, either make the tree good and, its fru- and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by the fruit. Jesus says here, it's either, either going to make it good or you're going to make it bad. And it's going to be known by the fruit that's coming off. Verse 34, O generation of vipers or snakes, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. 
Jesus says here, He calls these people snakes. And He says, uh, how can you being evil on the inside be talking good things on the outside? He asks them, he asks them a question here. And He tells them, then at the end there, He says, the thing is, is out of the heart. The thing that the heart is full of is what's going to come out. The abundance of the heart. Verse 35, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. It's pretty straightforward there. Verse 36, But I say unto you, that every idle word that men shall speak, shall they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Verse 37, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. And Jesus wraps this, this little section of Scripture up today by telling us what's inside comes out, and He says um, that we will be judged by every... Uh, actually, He says here we're going to be held accountable for every idle word. The words that we speak... And it says here, by thy words thou shalt be justified or saved, and by our words will be condemned. We see this morning that what we say and what's on the, first of all, what's on the heart, in the heart, is important because it affects what's coming out, and then we're going to be held accountable by what we say. Let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, help us just over the next couple of minutes as we talk about a few things in relation to Your Word, that You would help it to speak to our hearts. We're asking You to, to move in and out among us, asking for Your presence to speak to us. We need to hear from You today. Help me to say the things You'd have me to and hold back on the things You'd have me not to. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In thinking about the, the Holy Ghost this morning, it, it mentions there in verse 31... Um, about sinning against uh, or blaspheming the Holy Ghost and those things that would not be forgiven. I want us to think uh, how serious this morning, how serious it is that uh, we would cause offense or that we would grieve or that we would cause uh, blasphemy against the Holy Ghost this morning. In doing that, I want us to think about for a few moments what is the Holy Ghost and what is His importance in our life. We know that uh, as we... As we understand it this morning, that God tells us that He's made of three. Three, but yet one. And He says that there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as we understand that this morning is similar to the makeup of our body, how we have our our physical body, and we have our our mind and our our ability to think, and then we have our our, uh, spirit or our soul that would would, uh, depart from our body when we die. And uh, in a similar to that, we know that God the Father, uh, as He tells us, is, is in heaven. And, and then he's, He sent His Son to die on the cross, to live here on earth and die on the cross. And then when Jesus went back to heaven, He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And, and it's the one that would come and live among us here on this earth. And the reason that that is important today is because if Jesus was here, just like He was here before, there was just multitudes of people following Him. Everybody trying to follow. And then there's the the stories that we have of people that were trying to get to Jesus. If I could just get to Jesus. We have the story of the... Of the friends that lowered lowered their their friend down into to where Jesus could heal. The problem was there was it, it, as Jesus was here as a human on earth. There's only one. It's just that because he was in that body. 
that, that was here. And that's why Jesus said when he, when he left this world that He's going to send the Holy, the Holy Spirit that would be able to live in and among us and be, be, be a part of our life, to have that relationship with us, God uh, in us. So as we think about that, let's, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to give you some scriptures to write down this morning because we aren't going to take the time to look at them, but some things that God, the Holy Ghost, does for us and the importance that He brings into our lives. We know this morning uh, because of John chapter 16 verses 8 and 9 that the Holy Spirit is what convicts or what awakens, awakens hearts. We don't, we don't even know that we need God except for His Holy Spirit moves on our heart and convicts us and that we realize that we need Him. And so we see this morning that the first thing is, is that the Holy Spirit awakens or convicts hearts. The second one is, is that uh, he, he is the one that saves us. From our sins. If you look there, uh, John 3, John chapter 3, verses 3 through 8, you'll see that, that those that are born of the Spirit of God. And so we see that we're, we're born new in Him. We're forgiven. We're made new. Uh, there's a lot of different words that are used there, but, the, but, the, but the, the, the concept behind it is that God the Holy Spirit is the one that saves us. He, for, he makes us new. A new person in Christ. He forgives us. Then we see there in Romans, uh, the next one here is Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8. There's a whole bunch of talking about the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 8. But that He leads us. He's the one that leads us. He's the one that guides us. He's the one that gives us wisdom and understanding to know what to do in the families and in the communities and in the finances. And the list goes on and on and on and on. He is the one. You see the importance of the Holy Spirit this morning. The next thing... That goes right along with that is, uh, is John chapter 16 and verse 13, I believe it was. John 16, 13. Just a few verses down from the other one that I gave you. That He teaches. It says there, when He comes, we'll teach you all things. Here talking about the Holy Spirit. When He comes into our hearts and into our lives, He's the one that teaches us. Teaches us the things that we need to know to make it to heaven. Teaches us the things that we need to know to, to say right things in our family and in our community. And to, uh, and to help us through difficult situations. He's the one. You're beginning to understand the importance of the Holy Spirit this morning. This is not, this is not just, just some kind of something, right? This is God Himself living in us. And He's the one that, that awakens us. He's the one that saves us. He's the one that leads us and teaches us. Then we see in John chapter 17, verse 17, that He's the one that sanctifies us. He's the one that cleans us up. Not just that He would save us, as we mentioned before, and forgive us of all the past things that we've done wrong, but that word sanctify means to clean or to make new, uh, to, to, to make holy. And so we see that the Holy Spirit is the one that's responsible for making us to be at the, to be at the place where we don't just keep falling back in the ditch again and doing the same old things all over again. So we see that He is the one that's responsible for sanctifying us. The last one, and there's probably many, many more we could look at. If you want to look at uh, that Romans chapter 8, there's several different things that it talks about that the Holy Spirit does for us. The last one there is that He heals us. And that would in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6-10. through 10. It talks about the healing that comes... Uh, uh, from from the Holy Spirit. Now, I, I wanted to talk about this briefly uh, because sometimes we could get distracted when we're talking in these uh, things of, 
of praying for, for God to help, and then we see God answer prayer. Uh, maybe we anoint someone with oil, and we see, see God's healing in their life, and uh, maybe, who, who knows what, what would be, and sometimes, if we're not careful, we get distracted by, uh, well, we say, well, thank, thank the Lord I was able to pray. And then we begin to think that it was our prayers that did it. And it was the prayers that God used, but the prayers in and of themselves did not, did not fix that problem. The, pro- the problem was fixed because of the Holy Spirit that answered those prayers. And, uh, and the other thing, same thing with oil and anointing and, and many other things that we might would do. And, and things those things are, are, uh, are looking or an example or a, uh, a form of, uh, so that we can understand who God is and what He's doing. It, the oil itself is not what heals. The prayers themselves is not what heals. It's the Holy Spirit that, that comes and answers those prayers as we reach out to Him. I just wanted to clarify that this morning because sometimes we would get carried away possibly with, with all the things. Well, if I, could just, if I could just pray enough. You know what? Prayer is important and it is the way that God intended for it to be. But you know what we need even more than that or what we need most? We need God's Holy Spirit to answer those prayers and to, to, to minister to our hearts, to awaken the people in our family that need awakened, to give the healing that's needed in our communities and in our families. And so we see today... Uh, just briefly, as we look at these at this scripture, the importance of the Holy Spirit. He is our everything. Without Him, we have nothing. Without Him, there is nothing good. We need the Holy Spirit this morning. And as we look at the as we look at the scripture that we read there in verses, the first few verses about grieving or uh, blasphemy to the Holy Spirit, I, I I just I just want us to think about. In light of, of these few things that we've looked at, what He provides for us. He is everything, okay? We don't have anything. You're not, you're, there's no good thing that comes into our life. We're not forgiven. We're not, we're not cleansed. We're not saved. There's no leading. None of that if it is not for Him. And so taking that thought of how important He is, that we must have Him in our lives and we must have Him in our families, we must have Him in our church, then it would be very important for us to realize and we don't want to do things that would push him away and that would drive him away. I think what I want to do in, in closing, I want to read just a few verses out of Acts chapter 5. If you want to turn there and look at a story today, Acts chapter 5. This is the, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. These two, this is a husband and a wife. Uh, Ananias is the husband and Sapphira is the wife. And these, these people, uh, well, we're just going to read about it and then we'll talk about it here. <clears throat> Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. These uh, husband and wife sold something. And verse 2, and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? I want to pause right here and point out that it, it, we need to be paying attention uh, to when God talks about lying and what he feels about lying. God does not, if you look in Revelation, he talks about what he does to liars. He casts them into the lake of fire. God does not look kindly upon those that do not, that do not tell the truth. 
God especially does not deal kindly with those that would lie to the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're getting ready to see here. He says, uh, Peter said to Ananias, Why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Here we see that this thing that they had was land that they sold. They got money from it. Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? After it was sold, was not it in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Peter says here, he says, the land when it was yours, it was yours. You could do whatever you want to with it. When you sold it, the money was yours. You could do whatever you wanted with it. But the minute that you began to say, you know what? We're just going to give this thing all the way to God. They begin to say, we're going to, we're going to just give it all to God. And we're going, to, we're going to give it. So if you read the backstory here, people were, there was a one that had sold something and brought it in and said, you know what? I feel like God wants me to give this, the sale of this uh, thing or this property to help, help the people in the church that need, had need. That is what had happened before. Now, Ananias and Sapphira come up and they say, wow, that, looks, that looked pretty good. So we're going to come before the church and do the same thing. And we're going to bring this and say, you know what? We sold this property so that we could help the family of God. And it was a lie. They had held back a big portion of it or a portion of it. And, and when they brought it in, this is where Peter says, why are you lying to God? These people here, you're, you're lying to them maybe, but really the, the big problem is, is you're lying to God. You're lying to God, the Holy Ghost, saying that, you know what, I want to sell this property and give the money. But yet they, they held back on it. Let's keep reading. <clears throat> Verse 5, And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. He died. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. I want you to, I want you to think about this this morning. He came in... His wife's not with him. He came in and they had decided, if he's read there in the verse that we read, it said privy, they had agreed that they were going to come in and act like they were giving all the money to God and hold back. So Ananias comes in, he walks in here, he says, I'm, I'm putting none of this money in the plate. God has blessed us so that we can bless this, this group of people. And Peter, as the one that's standing there, says, why are you lying to God? And he, bam, falls down dead on the floor. This is serious, okay? God doesn't take, this is not playing around. I don't believe this is in here for just for fun. This is not in here just because. This is in here because God takes it very seriously if we were going to, to violate or lie or do anything against His Holy Spirit. It is very, very precious. It is very, very important. And it is not something. He said you can, you can blaspheme uh, uh, God the Son. That's what it said there in the Scripture we read. Uh, you, can, you can make fun of Him and it will be forgiven. But you goof off around with the Holy Spirit, it's, it is serious business. Let's keep reading here. Uh, verse uh, 6. And the young men arose and wound him up and carried him out and buried him. And now if we were here this this morning, this would be Wade and Connor and Keynes and, and Zane, Peyton, you guys. Got up, you bring the blanket, you wrap up Ananias and you carry him out and begin to dig the grave. Let's keep reading. Verse 7. And it was about the space of three hours when his wife, not knowing what, had, what was done, came in. Now we're fast forward three hours. His wife comes in. She's looking for her husband. 
Verse 8, And Peter answered and said to her, unto her, Tell me whether ye sold the land for this much or so much. And she said, Yes, for so much. She lied. Flat out. Said, Yep, that's what we sold it for. She didn't disclose the amount that they were keeping. Verse 9, Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried your husband are at the door, and shall carry thee out. And she fell down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. She died. And the young men came in, and found her dead, and carried her forth, burying her by her husband. Verse 11, And great fear came upon the church, and upon as many as heard these things. This is serious business, okay? This is not something that God takes lightly that we would, that we would act like we're going to do something for the Holy Spirit or act like we're going to be in the Holy Spirit or act like we're going to be some kind of way with the Holy Spirit and be deceitful about it or, and, and, and violate Him. It is serious business. The Scriptures that we read in Matthew chapter 12 and the Scriptures that we read in Acts shows us how God feels on those things. Just quickly today, this is not to this is not to scare us other than to scare us into being uh, uh, respectful and to being serious. When God speaks to your heart, when His Holy Spirit comes in and you begin to realize that He wants you to do something, it is not something that you play with. It is for real. This is life or death. This is the end of of this is the the uh, beginning of eternal death. Or eternal life in playing around with these things. We have seen the scripture that tells us that that the words that we say are going to be held. Uh, we're going to be held accountable for them. You see, you see how this was. They they agreed between a husband and wife. They agreed that they were going to go in and lie to the to the Holy Spirit and say and lie to the people there and get. Get some kind of, of recognition that was false. And God took it very seriously. He doesn't play around in those areas. I want to close this morning just by just just in prayer that God would God would help us to realize the seriousness of when He speaks to our hearts. Do you know there's there's people today, I believe, maybe even here, that would that would think that it's okay to play around and 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 act like they're serving God and act like they're doing something and inside they are desperately wicked. And I don't know I don't know how long that we can play around like that. I don't know how long that we can act like we're doing some kind of you know Christian thing here and yet we're sabotaging it underneath. I don't know how long God puts up for it. In this case, it was a matter of a short time. A very short time. And I, I, I want to be faithful to, 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 to share with our hearts this morning that God does not play around. I, I think that he would, rather, he would rather us be desperately lost and wicked and sinning and yet know and be honest with God that we're lost than to be some kind of fake or some kind of fraud that acts like we're something that we're not. 
that is that is preaching or teaching or putting forth in front of everybody else that we're something that we're not. Lord, help us this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word that shows us the seriousness of these things. How precious your Holy Spirit is to us to, 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 to uh, convict our hearts and to save us, to make us new. The thing that we have here on this earth that you've given us that can change us from a filthy, awful, wicked person and make us something new that can be used of you. Something that can lead and teach and cleanse and heal. Beautiful, beautiful blessing that you've given to us. And Lord, help us as we look at this scripture and as we think on these things to realize the seriousness of it and the blessing that you have given us. Help us to be honest before you. Lord, help us to not be some kind of hypocrite or some kind of fraud. But Lord, that we would walk before you in honestness and in openness, and that we would be obedient to You in everything, and that we wouldn't lie to the Holy Spirit. We love You this morning. Please help these words to come across in a way that is right, and that we would understand. We love You this morning. Thank You for Your goodness. Thank You for Your faithfulness. Thank You for Your leading, Your guiding. Thank You that You've, you've made us new. Thank You for Your forgiveness and Your cleansing. We love you this morning. You're so good. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.